We're going through some very tough times in our church right now. And Father Stephen and I have been thinking about all of you and praying for you this week in particular, as the stories have been coming out in the news about the sins and failures of members in our church involving a large number of clergy in Pennsylvania and some of the shepherds of our church. And after prayerful consideration, I want to speak to this topic this morning, the crisis of sin in our church, and encourage each of us to invite Jesus to calm whatever storms might be stirring in our hearts. You know, one of my favorite gospel stories is the story where Jesus calms the storm. And we all know this story very well, right? The disciples are in the boat, <clears throat> Jesus is in the front asleep on a cushion, and the storm is raging, and the boat is going back and forth, and the water is coming into the boat, and the disciples are terrified, despite the fact that Jesus is right there in that boat with them. And they say, Lord, save us, we're perishing. And Jesus answers them, why are you so terrified, O you of little faith? And he rebuked the wind and the waves, and the waters got calm again. Jesus calmed the storm, the physical storm that was raging and causing that boat to toss and turn, and he also calmed the storm in their hearts. Jesus loved them through their fear to courage and hope. My brothers and sisters, some of us this morning may be feeling betrayed by those who are supposed to lead us and to serve God's church. And some of us may be feeling anger or rage as these new stories continue to come out involving the sinfulness of some of our church leaders. And some of us may actually feel embarrassed or ashamed to proclaim our Catholic faith for fear that we will be criticized or mocked or ridiculed. Whatever you and I are feeling this morning, know that it is important that we acknowledge those feelings about this horrible tragedy in our church and that we bring those feelings to prayer. We bring them to Jesus and entrust them to our Savior, who is the healer of all ills and who wants to calm the storms in our heart. As Christians, you and I must recognize that these acts that we're reading about in the news media are inherently evil and that we have weapons to marshal in this battle that we wage against evil. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, says these words, Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, 
with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits. That is our battle. My brothers and sisters, you and I know that evil exists in our world. And we also know that the battle ultimately belongs to the Lord. Amen? Amen. As Jesus appoints Peter to be the rock upon which he will build his church, he tells him that the gates of the netherworld will not prevail against the church. And throughout our Catholic Church's history of over 2,000 years, that has been a promise that we could count on. The Church has been under attack at many times during its history, and we will continue to be under attack in the future. We can be confident in the fact that our Church is still standing today and standing strong. Satan will continue to attack our Church. And this is the reason that you and I must hold fast to our faith, even in these challenging and difficult and confusing times. Jesus is in the boat with us, and so we need not be afraid. So what do you and I do in the face of evil? Well, the first thing that we can do is to pray. And remember that our prayers are very, very powerful. One of the most powerful weapons of prayer that we have at our disposal at any time is the rosary. And I want to commend that prayer to you. If you are a regular prayer of the rosary, I want to encourage you to pray for these difficult and challenging times that our church is going through. And if you can't pray an entire rosary during the day, maybe just pray a decade. Offer a decade of the rosary. Uh, pray for the restoration of purity in our church and for the victims of these evil acts. And if you don't even own a rosary, God gave us ten fingers, and you can pray the ten, or the ten Hail Marys on your, on your fingers. You don't even need the beads. So there's no excuse for any of us, all right? My brothers and sisters, we must pray, all of us, for our ordained ministers, deacons, priests, and bishops, those who serve us faithfully and selflessly. And we also need to be praying for holy vocations to the diaconate, to the priesthood, and to religious life. We need to ask God to continue to raise up good men and women who will serve our church. We must speak the truth in love. Our church is in crisis. To deny that would be foolish. The actions of a few does not negate the holiness of most of our faithful, ordained, and religious. And so we must stand in unity, knowing that Jesus is our shepherd, who will never abandon his flock. Well, where do we get the strength to do this? Where do we get the strength to go forward despite all that we're hearing and reading and seeing in these days. Well, our gospel story today, Jesus reminds us that he is the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven. He is real food and real drink. And we who eat this bread will live forever. 
This is the source of our strength to battle evil in our own lives and in the world. We must feed at this banquet table of the Lord in the Eucharist in order to have the strength and the courage that we need to live good and holy lives. We must bring the word of the Lord into our hearts every day and stay close to our God in the sacraments. You know, as we know, sin affects not only the sinner, but it affects all of us. There's a global effect by our sin in the world. And so it's important for you and I to repent of our own sins. And we do that when we go into the sacrament of reconciliation, we confess our sins, and we receive absolution and healing in that sacrament. But there's another thing that we can do, a very beautiful act that you and I can do every day. We can take the little sufferings of our day and we can offer those up in reparation for our sins and the sins of others. And this is a beautiful way that we can join our sufferings with those who have been hurt and unite them with the perfect suffering of Jesus on the cross. A very, very beautiful act that we can do each and every day. It is so important that during these challenging and confusing times, we hold on to hope because for all of the evil that is in the world, there is truly more good. Each day, brothers and sisters are coming to the faith. Each day, the faithful are baptized. Sins are forgiven, the sick are healed, and the dead are raised to new life. The powerful work of Christ's church continues despite the evil that's in the world. Our psalm today reminds us to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. Our Catholic faith, what a beautiful faith we have. And especially this beautiful faith community here at St. Peter's where we love and encourage and support one another and worship together every week. And our beautiful archdiocese who is coming out of a very difficult time of crisis led by a very faithful archbishop and Archbishop Hebda and Bishop Cousins. Wonderful, faithful shepherds. My brothers and sisters, these are difficult times for our church. And we know that the process of healing is never without some pain. And so we must hold fast to our faith in Jesus Christ. It is the only thing that will get us through these challenging times. And so today, let us draw new strength from the Eucharist, where we receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus reminds us today that whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood will live forever. And then nourished and fed with the bread of life at this banquet table of the Eucharist, we can go forth renewed and strengthened to continue our mission as disciples of Jesus Christ to joyfully and confidently proclaim the good news in our world. Amen.